Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Stargirl Podcast. This is for Season 3, Episode 9, titled Chapter 9, The Monsters. And before we get into talking about this episode, I think we should probably talk about the news that broke recently that Stargirl is canceled. It's sad. It's it's like, I know we were kind of like speculating that like maybe the show wouldn't get renewed for several reasons, but it's something else entirely when the news actually breaks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think no matter how much you use common sense and you're like, this is probably what's going to happen. There's a little part of your brain that still sort of hangs on to hope. Especially because in general, though we've had our complaints with season three, in general, I think Stargirl is a superior show than any of the others that were canceled. So your brain is like, this is a better show. Um, This show could grow if like given the chance. There's so much. And then you still get the news and you're like, damn, that's just, it's sad. And then you get the best episode of the season right after the news. And you're like, this just makes it worse. It sure does. And it's it's almost like showing us what we're going to be missing out on, which really is just so frustrating. I mean, like, what shows are even left for, like, mm-hmm. the Arrowverse? Basically, which I don't know if it counts. Like, they try to separate it from the Arrowverse, I think, sort of to save it. I think we can probably, like... I don't think we have much more of Superman Lois either left with Henry Cavill coming back to the role of Superman. Like it just feels like another thing that's just going to end. Um, and uh, that that's sad too, I guess, because Tyler is really good as Superman. Um, but I just want to focus on my Stargirl sadness now. And like the fact that after this episode, I won't have many reasons to cry about my love for my baby boy Rick. Baby boy. God. My sweet baby. I this he had more he had a, a, a bigger brown paper bag in this episode. Okay. I think he had more food. Yeah. It looked like there was more food in there. So I was very happy. He also had tears. Like Rick crying like at, at lunch because this is his family. Who had that on his on our on their bingo card? No, we didn't. We weren't ready. We weren't ready for that. I mean, no one like even Yolanda and like Courtney and like Beth. They were like, "What is this?" Not even they were ready. He is the older brother that I never had, that I never deserved. But I also think of him as my son at the same time. It's very complicated. Um, I mean, I love it because the the thing that I love the most about that scene, and we're gonna start with the good things now that we do have good things. Thing I love the more the most about that scene with Rick is that they didn't actually convince Rick. Like, it's not that Rick was on board with telling Cameron. It's that Rick was basically like, um, "I got your back, no matter what." Like, I disagree with you. I don't think this is going to go well. I, I'm warning you. And then if it goes badly, I'm going to say I told you so. But despite all of that, I got your back. And I always will because you guys are my family. And I was like, okay. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I was getting like weepy when I watched that scene. Yeah. 
And Cameron was like, I mean, I don't know if we ever give the, the actors in this show. Um, sort of superhero shows kind of are not always the best place for like to showcase acting. Um, I think Cameron in this scene does a hell of a lot with a character that has always been just rage. Rage and rage and rage. And now the he gets a chance to sort of show more of Rick. And he does such a beautiful job with it. I think the acting in this particular episode was really good. Sometimes, like, I feel like Breck, for example, isn't acting. That she's just Courtney. Like, she's mm-hmm. just ball of sunshine. But these kids are just real good. And then the adults, and we can go into Pat and Barbara later. But it was just a really strong episode acting-wise. Yeah, it it was a very strong episode acting wise, and it gave us a bunch of those moments that we've been like talking about what we've needed more of this season. You mentioned Pat and Barbara, which we can get into later, but like the Courtney Yolanda best reunion and them like running to each other. We absolutely needed that because what was our ship name for them? Stark. Our cat, our star cat ship. Yeah, it's what we've been missing out from this season a lot because they were the originals. You know, she was the first one that uh, she recruited. So we definitely did that scene and I'm glad we got it. I'm glad we got more Pat and Barbara and like talking about Mike's mother who we never really... So much exposition. First of all, I hate exposition. But this was good exposition. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, Luke Wilson can deliver exposition, like, in a, in a way that felt, like, real. Like, he was just giving me backstory. And I was like, yes, I will buy yeah. it. You're yeah. yeah, it felt like he was telling me a story instead of just giving me ex- expository details. Like, the whole story about how like they started with share custody and then a policeman was at his door and Mike was at a shelter overnight. And I was just in my feelings about that. So explaining how his Mike's birth mom walked away from Mike and how Pat was always like, Pat would kept like repeating, like there's nothing that's going to keep me from being in his life. That was like, I was also just tearing up during all of that. Barbara's point about letting our kids face the pain. Yeah, like that's that's interesting that they're talking about that in regard to Mike, but I think it applies to all the kids on this show that they they are slowly, they're like learning how to cope with pain and like not necessarily, you know, the physical, but also like the emotional and like mental and everything that they've had to balance in their superhero and student lives. I think this is applicable to all those kids too. Yeah. I, I thought it was real good. It was, a, there was a moment at the beginning when Pat and Courtney walk in where I had the normal thought of looking at Luke Wilson and going, Ooh, that beard really works. And then I just even forgot about that. And th- that's really normally in my head because the scene was so good. I wasn't even like, Oh, you look good. Pat. I was like, Oh, I have feelings. So I-, I think that says a lot about the scene. And I also think we really needed Pat and Barbara like this. 
we really haven't gotten enough of them. Um, the 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 quiet support sort of uh, from Barbara at the beginning when they walk in, like she's worried about her kid. She goes to Courtney, but she's there for Pad. Um, it was also good to hear some sort of confirmation that they used the phone and Barbara sort of knew, and it wasn't just like they took the bus, but they didn't even communicate because at this point we weren't even sure if that was a thing. Um, it, it's a nice little bit of continuity in an episode that uh, at times forgot about continuity. Like Artemis appeared out of nowhere. How did she get there? How did she know? How does she know who called her? Since when do they talk to her? Like, okay, we're just going to accept that she's there. Fine. You know, I like to think that Artemis is just like low-key stalking them so that she can find a way to insert herself into the JSA. That's what I I like to think. To be fair, this worked really well for her parents. So if this is her strategy, the strategy is family tested and approved because Barbara called that Barbara has now has a friend Pat has a friend, like, so, I mean, maybe this is a strategy Artemis should be using. Maybe we should be like, you know what? This might work. They were, the Crocs were so, again, just so cute and funny this episode. I'm going to be really sad that we're just not getting more of them. Your parents, Angie? My parents. They were just, they are just more and more endearing to me as I see them. Um, in more scenes and they're like riffing off of Pat and riffing off of Barbara has just been so entertaining to watch this season. Like I will take the Crocs over Sylvester. Oh, hundred percent. Many of like, how is it the best episode of the season had like three seconds of Sylvester and we didn't see his face. We didn't see his face. That was the difference, wasn't it? right like i can take a few lines from him like go Beth. i'm so glad you sent him on that merry chase so <laughs> proud of you Beth. um and then i mean i guess uh the continuity issues going back not not, not only armas like they also go like do they really couldn't have knocked the door like did rick really have to burst it? like i know rick is not really someone to be controlled like i'm pretty sure they tried to tell rick let's not do this and rick was like rick yes because obviously that is rick like and when you said he was the older brother um I often seems to me like he had some of that um vibe with yolanda this season when they were both mad but he's always had that vibe of Courtney because they're both like, you're like, Courtney, no, Rick, no. And they're like, no, yes. Um, so that was Rick. This episode. Like, did you really? Like the level of drama that you put into this, Rick, baby boy, and then Cameron. <laughs> I mean, the guys could not, they had to try to outdo each other in the drama department. That fight scene was really good, though. I, You know, speaking of bingo cards, I wasn't expecting the old, grandparents are fighting the JSA like the hallways and stuff like I was not expecting that but again I was like delighted by it because this show has always done fight scenes well like in general like the DC shows do like fight scenes well for like going all the way back to era like those fight scenes were done really well but having our team and they're like little like a different ways of fighting and seeing Beth starting to come into her own with combat mode. That was pretty cool. Cause now she's, I mean, we only have four more episodes this season to see Beth fighting again, sad face. 
Um, but it's cool that we hopefully will get her in fight scenes more. Right? I mean, I, I thought this reminded me of that fight scene we had at school. Um, mm -hmm. That was really good. Like, I think they did a really good job, even though, like that fight scene, basically everyone got their, got their ass handed to them. It was like... Um, and then Courtney, like, I... <laughs> I mean, I know we were supposed to learn a lesson about how the real superpower is not the staff, but like, I, how long has Sylvester had the staff? Like, do we have like custody rules here? Sylvester, you're just taking advantage now. Also, couldn't she, I mean, I know she got like knocked out or whatever. And I think that was probably the best way for the writers to make sure that she was like, fine. But I feel like Pat has trained her more not just like with the staff, but like surely she knows some self-defense. Like she's a freaking gymnast. She could have like somersaulted and hit one of the boys in the face just to get them away from each other. Like she's not completely useless without the staff, but it's kind of like what it felt like just because the writers chose to like knock yeah. her out early. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was probably one of those. She doesn't have the staff. What are we going to do with her? Um, I also, like, I know we don't have enough time for Cameron's arc to sort of really um, develop, but I also, like, would have liked to have seen his reaction to dead art t-shirt. Like, hello, what did they do with the body? Like, did I they have, have many concerns. I think, didn't they just stick it in the dumpster with his cane? That's what I assumed. Like, it was the, very, right, it seemed, very sloppy it, to me. Right, it seemed like that, but I, I was like... I don't know. Like I, I, I sort of felt like she, the creepy grandma got mad and just went and killed well, him. Like, how would they lift the body though? They're old. Like, I don't know. Oh, you and know also, what they probably did? No, here they use their ice powers. They froze him. He's somewhere in their like garage freezer right now, just chilling. God. And also, does she only have like two sweaters? <laughs> I'm really concerned about this. Like when I saw her at the beginning, I was like, wasn't that the same sweater she was wearing last time? We saw her. And then she pulled out the other one. And I was like, and that was the other one I'd seen. And I went back and I was like, these are the same ones. And like, I know you just got your comfy one that you really like and it's cold and you always put it on. But like, I hope I'm never like this old person who's just wearing the same thing every day. Like, yeah. Yeah, that just. That escalated really quickly. Like, I don't see what that does story-wise, though. Like, yeah. I don't know why they really... I mean, to give Cameron, like, motivation later to, like, not follow in his grandparents, kind of, like... Right, but... That's once he finds out what happened to his right, grandparents. For that, I would think he has to find out, and, like, soon. So, like, I don't know. I kind of almost expected him to come in as the body was there. Like, I don't... I don't know if that has the same level of um, shock if he doesn't see the body. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, don't, poor guy. I do not become a teacher in Blue Valley. I think that's the lesson we've learned. Adults in Blue Valley in general are suspicious. And don't go to your he student's is. house. Do not pay house calls. Also, Courtney, why didn't you have that conversation with Cameron outside? Why did you have, like, have uncomfortable conversations where things could escalate in a public space so that no matter what, you're going to be kind of safe? Right. And also, Rick, 
Like when you find out this thing that could be happening, like call Courtney first. Like we established that phones exist. Courtney and Pat use them to call Barbara. Uh, so, I mean, I think we could have like texted Courtney. It's like, hey, Courtney, you might be in danger. XOXO. I don't know. Because like bursting into the house by breaking like, what was it? A window, a wall? I don't know. It's just like a tad, like you escalated this, Rick. No, that's just the hour man hello. That's just how he greets everyone. He just kicks down the wall. He does that at parties. <laughs> and then obviously the 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 fact that he's using he's using the powers um he doesn't have a time limit is affecting him um and then i'm just like you're already not eating well you're probably not sleeping well and then you're you just rick what are you doing with yourself and then he looks so broken there at the end with like the little the, the, uh -huh. the blood coming out are like, we so the 911 call at the end, I was like, is this for Rick or for the grandpa or both? Because, like, I'm worried about Rick because he looks like he's had some damage done to him. But then I realized, oh, it's probably for the grandpa because <laughs> I think they would prioritize an older man and a heart attack versus a younger man just getting punched repeatedly. I don't know. I don't know. And also, we don't know what the deal is with Rick healing or stuff. Like, I don't, like, he's never stayed that. Yeah, it was surely for the grandfather, though. Our priorities are very much in order because I was also like, oh, you guys are going to, like, take care of Rick. And then I was like, probably not the case. Um, but, yeah, I'm just like, I, I go back to that scene, that conversation the four of them had with rig and i'm like <laughs> my baby uh but yeah use your phones kids like call each other when there's something going on that, that's i think that's a lesson of of this episode of star girl like it would be better if you try to communicate let's not escalate drama like you said if you're a teacher or a kid in blue valley like just teenagers are i'm not saying safe but better off then creepy small children and creepy older uh, people. And then teachers, like, never leave school. Never. No. Mm -mm. I think the other sweet baby that we need to talk about for this episode is Joaquim. Because he was, like, the only one actually worried about Cindy. And he says, like, we didn't stand up for her, but she stood up for us. And I was like, oh, he is such a precious baby. And I'm, another thing I'm really sad is that we haven't gotten really to see Jack Keeman might do that much. Mm -hmm. Other than, like, running to, how was it, Ultra Humanite? At the end, like, what, what, just, I'm going to call him, like, what was the name? Manball from that She-Hulk episode? That's what he was. <laughs> I knew, like, I knew the comic book character, and I was like, is that Manbo? And I was like, no, that's ultra-humanite. And I was like, no, but it looks like Manbo. Like, that was just funnier to me. But, like, just just as a villain, disappointing. Like, the best part of that scene at the end was Mike and Jackie screaming. Yes. Um, just because that's probably how we, we would scream if we ran into him in real life. But in reality, he wasn't that scary. Like, I was more scared of the creepy kid from last season. Oh, totally. And I'm more scared of the creepy grandparents, honestly. <laughs> right? It's, well, I mean, there's only one of them left, I think. So the creepy grandma. The creepy oh. grandma was always worse. Like, I, I'm assuming the grandpa that is not going to make it. Like, mm, 
then why'd they call 911? I mean, yeah, okay, if you want to believe in hope and like all of I'm that. Try well, we have to believe in something with four episodes left, Lizzie. Okay. I mean, sadly, Sylvester still has to come back. So any any screen time they could have given to Grandpa getting better is probably go to Sylvester. So. Do you think the ultra humanite thing is going to resolve itself in the next four episodes? Or had they? do you think they like intended this to be a tie-in to a season four that they were like planning? I, like, I mean, all the reports said that they planned this as a season finale, series finale, because they, they knew this could be the end, that they might not get a season four. So that gives me hope. Uh, but on the other hand, we still probably have a crossover. Like, there were those pictures. Mm. Um, so how's that going to tie into it? Is it have to do with all... I don't, I don't know. And, like, every time I realize we have less episodes... To sort of fix the issues with this season. And then this season has been weird. Like, who is the bad guy? Sylvester? <laughs> like, That's your personal bad guy. <laughs> who's our villain? My villain is Sylvester, okay? Sylvester <laughs> so is my bad guy. Um, but yeah, and like, we still have to, I mean, after all that happened and Pat was looking for Mike's mom, he still didn't talk to Mike. Um, so we have to see that. Like, I get that he's a man and he was like, now it was one of those things where I was like, as a woman, I would have gone to talk to my kid first and found the mom second. <laughs> the male brain is like, let me figure all of this out before I talk to my kid. And I was like, God, man, I can't stand them sometimes. Yeah. When Barbara immediately goes to Courtney, I was like, yep, that tracks. Like, that's what you do. You see yeah. your kid who is just in peril. Boom. But yeah, it's a good thing Pat Dugan's pretty. He is very pretty. We can talk about it for a little while because I'm really glad we kept the beard. Like the whole the season. Time, right? Yeah. Like I, I was scared that the beard was going to be like a one or two episode thing. And I'm really, really glad we got to keep the beard. Um, it's made our season better even when Sylvester was around. I'm just so sad. I keep repeating this, but this episode was very good. It had everything. Like, it had those intimate moments. It had a great fight scene. It had a villain reveal, which finally, but also we're still like, mm, ultra humanite, really? Because, like, what are they going to do with him? Like, there's that, the, there's the JSA comic book arc where he um, deceives Jaquim into, like, giving him the, the pen. I love how I just did, and no one actually can see me doing anything. Anyway, um, so perhaps that's what they're, like, planning for? But, like, four episodes, and after Jakeem and Mike ran away, I don't know. Then we also have to figure out Cindy, uh, yeah. and believe it or not, there's still the question of who killed the gambler. Not that anyone cares. What, are like, we seeing that it's ultra-humanite? I don't know. At this point, I mean, it could be considering, yeah. I mean, I guess, but like, that's so boring. Why? I don't care. No. We have to find out why. No, that's what we have to find out is the why. At this point, we don't care who. We just want to know why. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't even know if I care why, but like, yeah. And then I also feel like one of those um, things that won't get more, which just like uh, Jenny, like those are the mm -hmm. things that 
they didn't really leave hanging as much as there were possibilities for more that we're never going to see. Um, that's sort of like the gambler's kid. That always felt like something they would have pulled at if they had more time. And it's like, okay, now we're just not going to find out. And like, if this show had gotten to like season five or seven, I would have been really sad if they hadn't found a way to bring Henry Jr. back just because everyone else comes back. Like uh, that, that upsets me. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we won't, we will have three seasons and, and that'll be that. And I will probably, whenever I rewatch this show, skip like the first six episodes of season three, um, because, or like every Sylvester scene, which will make it like all those six episodes can be watching like one hour. If I skip all the Sylvester scene. Um, Sylvester wasn't even in the episode. I'm still here in my hate. Uh, but yes, this was a very good episode. Um, I enjoyed all, all my precious babies. Um, I always want to, I'm always half between what are you wearing, Beth? And I would wear what you're wearing, Beth. But also what are you wearing? It's, it's a very um, weird middle ground with her. Um, I loved Yolanda and Courtney. I of course, love my baby boy, Reg, though, like, whatever he's eating, like, I'm also concerned that he was only drinking water, like, you need more calories than you, like, get him a Gatorade or something. You know how many calories it takes to break down a wall? (laughs) That's a lot. Like, I have a question. If you could choose one character who was not in this episode to make another appearance by the end of this season, who would it be? Dr. Midtight. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Why are we share a brain? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know how I was going to say I don't get to see those thighs one more time. I'm going to be very upset. I mean, I remember when they cast him, like, I thought he was going to be, like, at least a recurring character. Um, and he's been around for like three seconds. Like I feel like that is unfair. Um, mm-hmm. And I know the show is already canceled, but I just don't think they have catered enough to us who are watching and the reasons why we're watching. Okay, I mean, hundred percent. So yeah, I am. I am gonna miss my precious children. Um, I think a show of just the JSA with these four would have done really well. Um, I like the, the the things they had going on around them. Obviously love Pat and Barbara. Um, but it just as a beginning of a JSA, this was a really, really good team. Um, and the actors did really, really well. So I'm going to miss them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do we have anything else to say? No, other than tears, and also is Solomon Grundy gonna come back? Because I mean, oh, I just thought of it. Like all the things that they have to talk about, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the 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 shade just left, and he needed he to give instructions about how to bring back Grundy. Like Rick has tried everything. Poor kid. Okay. So yeah. Uh, but like, okay. And then uh, before we close, I just want you to all to know. Um, that I need an answer about Rick's eating before the season ends. Because, like, I don't know how the kid has survived all this time. And, like, my motherly instincts are apparently coming out because, like, I just, I'm worried, okay? Very concerned. Who is he living with? 
Who's taking care of him? Right? And who's feeding him? Who's feeding him? God. Who's paying for his gym membership, which apparently he doesn't use because he just breaks into (laughs) the Crocs gym anyway. Oh, God. That is baby. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're rambling now, so I think we're Well, everyone, you can visit stargirlpodcast.com for all the latest news about the Stargirl show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stargirl Podcast as well. Subscribe to Stargirl Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, hit us up with some five-star reviews. Don't forget that we're part of the DC TV Podcast Network. We're podcasts for all the DC shows. There's less and less DC shows every day, but yeah, at dctvpodcast.com. Follow the network on social media, DC TV Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And last but not least, subscribe to our Mega Feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And if you have any questions or thoughts about Stargirl, email us at stargirlpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time.